Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, where we discuss meaningful business topics to add value to your efforts. Titus Bartolotta is a certified business coach that's often hired for one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, here's your host, Titus Bartolotta. Welcome to the program. Uh, This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I get to be Titus Bartolotta again. What an honor it is. I know that all of you wonderful folks out there could tune into just about anything. Uh, there's a few shows in the world, right? Chris and I know that. We know that your attention uh, is not easily gotten, but we certainly appreciate that you tune in each and every single week to Solutions from the Huddle. I- I'm not sitting here alone. I'm, I'm sitting next to the world's finest co-host uh, it, it, just anywhere. It doesn't matter where we look. It doesn't matter what the genre is. Chris Allison, how are you, sir? Titus, fantastic. What a beautiful week that we have had. And yeah. uh, we're going we're gonna to have a wonderful weekend and a great show lined up today here on Solutions from the Huddle. No question. You know, we tell every guest how great they are. And we're lying every time, right? I mean, we're always making it up. We're just trying to make them feel good about themselves. But today, no, no, all joking aside, today we really have a phenomenal guest, don't we? And today is actually a special thing for our show. Uh, We've actually kind of gone worldwide, right? ESPN Charlotte has been our home and it continues to be our home. What a wonderful way to get out to uh, the many thousands of listeners in the greater Charlotte market of North Carolina. Uh, But now we're on iTunes podcast. We're uh, we're soon going to be on other outlets and channels. And so we're global. We're worldwide. And the guest we have today is a worldwide guest. Uh, So I'm super excited. Before we get into our guest, though, we like to start our show the same way every time uh, we ask that you'll join us. So here we go. Lord, we give you thanks for everything. Uh, We ask that you'd bless the show, uh, the things we talk about, our guests, our sponsors, just everyone and everything involved. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. All right. Well, Chris, here's the deal. I'm going to I'm going to read. Okay. normally I just go by the the seat of my pants here, but but. This, this particular guest is kind of special to me on, on a number of levels, probably more special than he even knows. But here's the guest today. We have Dr. Ivan Meisner. Uh, he's the founder and chief visionary officer for BNI, you know, the world's largest business networking organization anywhere. Now, he founded it in 1985, which is a great year because I was born that year, right? So, I mean, to think that that's the year that he started what we know today to be really the juggernaut, the Mount Rushmore of business networking with over 8,800 chapters in every populated continent in the world. Last year alone, BNI generated 11.2 million referrals. I mean, can you imagine? And it refer, it, it equaled to be over $14 billion worth of business passed between members. Dr. Meisner received his PhD from the University of Southern California. He is a New York Times bestselling author. And he's written 23 books, including the one that he just recently put out called Who's in Your Room? Uh, A few things that people don't know about Dr. Meisner is that he's also a magician. Okay, so he knows some magic and he is a black belt in karate. Uh, Would everybody in the whole wide world help me welcome a person that I consider a mentor um, and and, and maybe a friend? Uh, Dr. Ivan Meisner, welcome to our program, sir. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, the BNI is the Mount Rushmore of networking groups. That, that's that's right. the first. I may use that. Yeah, you go Thank for you, it. Thank you, Titus Chris. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. I am so excited to have you on the program. I, I when you you endorsed my book, which uh, yeah. I mean, my wife, uh, she's she goes, gosh, I've always seen you smile 
two times before bigger than, than that. Uh, and, and their names were Josiah and Noah, my two kids. Short short of that, I was so excited when you took time to to do that. So you have been such a integral part of my development and growth. And I would imagine that since the majority of our listeners, Dr. Meisner, are business-minded people, uh, you yeah. are probably somebody they already know. But if for some crazy reason, uh, maybe they were just born three, four weeks ago. I don't know. But if they don't know who you are, would you just kind of give a little bit better of an intro than I did uh, and kind of tell us who you are and what what good work and amazing work you've done with BNI? Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And it was uh, it was my honor to uh, to do the endorsement on your book. It's a great book, and I'm happy to do that. Um, so BNI has been around now 34 years. You mentioned we passed 11.2 million referrals, generated 14.2 uh, in in business for a billion in business for our members. Um, now, just so you guys know, fourteen point two billion dollars is about the same uh, as the gross domestic product for the country of Liechtenstein. Got it. And you know, <laughs> it's I... a small country, I know, <laughs> but still, you know, how cool <clears throat> is that that oh, it's we amazing. as a business organization could generate as as much, actually, a little more business than. Uh, a small country. I'm looking for a bigger country next year, but I still think it's uh, pretty awesome. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, we moved our global headquarters. We're in 73 countries. We have 8,900 groups. Wow. And these are all business networking wow. groups all around the world. Our global headquarters is now in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Right We're happy to have you. I mean, I, I got to tell you, for folks that don't know, um, you know, there are just so many great ways to advance the vision of one's business. And I think networking, I, and I'm biased to it, and, and Dr. Meisner, you know I do quite a bit of networking. I just think it's the purest, I might get in trouble here with the, the sponsors, but I think it's the best way to market yourself and your business. Um, and you got to diversify, right? So you have to be in all kinds yeah. of marketing. But can let, me, you, let me help you out with your, with, with your sponsors because I believe <laughs> in advertising. Great. I think advertising is very important. Uh, for almost all businesses. Uh, the thing is, I think most business people, you know, networking, word-of-mouth marketing, that is a form of advertising. Uh, and most people don't plan their referral marketing the way they plan their other mediums of marketing and advertising. What I recommend is that you do both, that you plan your advertising, that you, you need to advertise, but that word-of-mouth is a form of advertising. And you have to plan that, just like you would do your other forms of advertising. Yeah, you know, one of the things that always inspired me about networking is that it caused me to always be uh, true and honest. You kind of can't fake it when you're networking, when you're face to face, when you're one on one with somebody. They can smell the funk, you know, when you're when you're misleading, right? I mean, I don't know if I'm saying yeah. it the right way, but you probably can communicate it better than myself. But I just think it forces the individual to be the best version of themselves, and that's pretty special. Yeah, especially if you're meeting somebody regularly. I mean, B&I, we, we literally have weekly meetings all around the world. So we have 8,900 meetings every week. And when you're meeting somebody on a regular basis, um, that authenticity either shows or it doesn't. And it, and it shows pretty quickly. And I think that's really important. People want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if you don't establish that, see, I, I think all too often, we don't teach this in colleges and universities. Don't teach networking. So all too often, people use networking as a face-to-face cold calling opportunity. Hi, my name's Ivan. Let's do business. And instead of understanding that it's really about building relationships and that that takes a little time. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a way to build a solid foundation for a long-term successful business. 
Yeah, you know, it's true. And, and it's probably it carries over with business people. Uh, how often do you see that people plant a seed and expect an apple tree to show up tomorrow in, in all kinds of areas of professional stuff? Yeah. You know, they just expect to hire an employee and then that person's going to be a great leader tomorrow because we gave them a half an hour worth of our time today. Things take time, right? They, they really do. And, and the foundation of everything I teach uh, is around that concept. Uh, it's uh, what I call the VCP process. Visibility, credibility, profitability. First, you have to be visible. That's where people know who you are and what you do. Then you have to get to credibility, where people know who you are, they know what you do, and they know you're good at it. That takes time. And then, and only then, can you move to profitability, where people know who you are, they know what you do, they know you're good at it, and they're willing to give you referrals on a long-term, consistent basis. What tends to happen is that people meet someone at a networking event, and they, they jump over visibility. They don't even know the person. They try to jump over credibility, and they try to get right to profitability. Uh, and by the way, when you do that, I, we, we call that, um, in, in one of my books, we call that uh, premature solicitation, which you don't want to say fast three times, you'll <laughs> get in trouble. Um, and, and that's where networking, people who hate networking experience that kind of networking. It can't be transactional. It has to be relational. Networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships with people. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I teach some sales, and, and when I get in front of people and try to pour into them, I, I try my best to explain to them the difference between hunting and farming. And really, I think that more so than the individual that's selling, even though they very much so need to be educated, I think it's the support system and leadership around them that has to understand that because I listen to so many sales professionals, people uh, that are in your chapters uh, that are that are solopreneurs, but they're also working for a company. They're an insurance agent. They're kind of their own thing, but they, they, they hang their license somewhere. And there's so much pressure to get it done today. Hunt, 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 kill, kill, bring it back, feed the family today. And, and it's almost as though they don't they don't get encouraged to consider farming, planting seeds that will bear harvests for yeah. forever, perhaps. They don't, and I think the reason for that is, like I said earlier, we don't teach this in colleges and universities. So people don't understand that the process takes time, but that when you, when you do it well and, and you build those relationships, um, you can get business while you're on vacation. Yeah. You'll be gone and getting business. And that's just a whole different mentality. And I think because sometimes management uh, in the sales divisions is so focused on cold calling and making those, uh, uh, you know, setting those appointments, that they don't look at the other ways to measure uh, performance that relate to networking. Like, are you, how many networking events are you going to every week? Uh, how many one-to-ones did you do with the people that you met at those networking events? How many thank you cards did you send out? See, when it comes to networking, these are the, the, the factors that lead to referral generation, but it doesn't happen uh, overnight. It, it takes time. You know, I couldn't agree more with that, and I think that one of the ways that I try to describe it to people is you have to show up bigger and better than, than everyone else. You have to show up. You have to be present. Uh, you have to leave a, a lasting impression on somebody, you know, to, in, to, to impress people is one thing, you know, look what I did, look how great I am. But when you impress upon somebody something, it stays with them. And I think the only way you can do that is through that relationship that you're talking about. So I, I couldn't agree more. Our listeners are hearing this and they're going, uh, yeah, this is to like, we're trying to change the culture here and we're trying to get folks to understand that this is really not just uh, a way, but it's the best way to skin the cat. 
when you go to networking events, I think it's more important to be interested than interesting. Uh, you know, if, if you're interesting, it, they'll see that. But what you want to first do is be interested. You want to show interest in someone else. Mm. You want to get them to talk. A good networker has two ears and one mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you should use them both proportionately. Yeah. No, there's, and that's what people don't get. There's no question. I, you know, I, I have the pleasure. I'm a certified John Maxwell coach, and so I had uh, the pleasure to actually see you live um, I recently and I don't know if everyone knows this about you, but if they don't know, they should know that you were recently the recipient of the John C. Maxwell Leadership Award. There's probably not a better person to give out a leadership award uh, than my mentor, my coach, my friend, John Maxwell. I mean, he's written 80-plus books about it. He's he's the authority on it. And for him to say, uh, of all the people on the planet, uh, Dr. Ivan Meisner, you're the one, you're the recipient. How, how special was that? Because we're talking about networking, and we're talking about impressing upon people and, 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 you know, being interested. And a lot of those things really, I think all roads kind of circle back to leadership, right? And so you have been such a, a pillar of leadership. How has receiving that award and just leadership in general played a role in your ability to advance the vision of your business? You know, I, I, I was really honored to receive that award. Uh, I had an opportunity to spend a little time with John. We did a number of videos together. What an amazing leader. What an amazing teacher. Um, you know, if, if, uh, if you're listening to the show and you haven't picked up a book by John Maxwell, you, you need to go to the bookstore right now or <laughs> right. get on Amazon right now and pick up one of his books because um, he is, without a doubt, the world's leading expert on the topic of leadership. And leadership... Um, applies in so many different ways. <clears throat> applies in business. It applies with your family. It applies with your relationships with other individuals. Uh, there are many ways to be a leader, and um, and he, he really talks about um, aspects of leadership that will help you in in many different ways. Uh, I have the highest respect for John Maxwell and his uh, material. It truly is uh, incredible, and I was honored to have received that award. Well, it was a, an award, I think, well given out. Uh, let me ask you this. How important has leadership been in developing, um, you know, such a, a world-class organization like BNI? And this is not only a question that I'm hoping our listeners get to hear and learn and maybe craft some strategies and best practices in their own endeavors, uh, but but you know, you know, I, I joke with you that, the, the networking organization that, that I char, am charged of, uh, we're on your tail, right? We only have to do another, uh, you know, another thir $14 billion and we'll catch up to you guys, right? We're right on your tail. Uh, but, but for someone like myself or anyone in the world uh, that's trying to start something, whether it's a networking organization or just whatever their business is, kind of walk us through how important that leadership has been because I don't know many people that create an organization that end up being quite as large as yours. Dr. Meisner, um, but tell us a little bit of those first days and those first steps that, uh, that got you to where you are today. We've got to create a, a vision, and it's never too late to create a vision for where you want to go uh, in an organization. And, uh, you know, if you're small and you feel like you're coming from humble beginnings, uh, that's okay. So when I started BNI, one of the first things that I did was I realized that I was doing jobs that I probably shouldn't be doing. I was, you know, I was, the, the term uh, 
um, uh, chief cook and bottle washer is really true <laughs> when you're you know new in a business when you're starting a business. So what I did was I created an organization chart. I had, by the way, I had two people working for me, both part time. So I had the equivalent of one full time employee, and I created an organization chart with fifteen employees, and I put in all of the boxes all of the people, uh, the three of us. In those 15 boxes, you know, I was I was there as founder and CEO, uh, vice president of marketing, uh, uh, the uh, communications department, complaint department, and then I swear to you, at the bottom, janitor. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in like 10 of these boxes. My goal for the next five to 10 years was to get out of all of those boxes. Mm. And. And so the, I think the leadership piece of it is, one, having the vision, and two, communicating that vision to my employees. I wanted them to see that I didn't want them in five boxes. Mm. I wanted them in one box. And, and our goal was to build this business to the point where they could focus on one role, one of these five roles they were doing, uh, and which one were they most passionate about. And that's another thing, is you've got to teach people to, to live in their flame and not in their wax. Mm. When you're in your flame, you're on fire, you're excited, you love what you're doing. When you're in your wax, it takes all your energy away. And so you, you have to help people find their flame and then, and then feed that to them. Allow them to live that flame and not try to have them do something that they hate doing because they'll never love where they're at. One of the reasons why I've had employees you know, who've worked for, for me for 30 years or more. Wow. What a strong... What a strong uh... Uh, visual to, to paint uh, as we take a quick break and thank our sponsors and, and um, you know, really move this show forward. Uh, I want to thank you so far for telling us to live in our flame. Everybody stay in your flame, stay tuned in. Don't you go anywhere on the back. We're talking about Dr. Meister's newest book. Alpha Graphics Charlotte, located in Pineville, is a marketing and print solutions company that helps businesses of all sizes. They provide services such as graphic design, printing, signage, direct mail, promotional products, and expert project execution with the ultimate goal of promoting your brand to get noticed and get business. Contact Alpha Graphics Charlotte and Pineville today and let them show you all the different types of marketing and branding solutions that they can provide. Think about how much your car does for you. Carrying you around, getting you to places on time, the kids do appointments, taking you for a night on the town, and even plays the radio for you while you're driving. So consider everything your car does for you. Is it a time you did something nice for your car? Bring your car into your local Jiffy Lube for a signature service oil change with Pennzoil Motor Oil. We will check, inspect, and fill vital fluids, ensuring your car is ready for whatever you ask of it, and you won't even have to lift a finger. Get on your car's good side today with a signature service oil change at Jiffy Lube. Are you looking to get in shape this coming year? How about a total body transformation? Well, it's possible at Rockbox Fitness with locations throughout Metro Charlotte. Finally, a fitness program that allows you to get your body back in a matter of weeks, and it's fun. You'll torch fat, build lean muscle, and get a full body workout every time. Check out one of the many local Rockbox locations, including the newest location in Rock Hill. Try it for free. Visit rockboxfitness.com slash ESPN to get your free trial. rockboxfitness.com slash ESPN. 
All right, and we're back. We thank you to each and every sponsor. Gosh, we couldn't do the show without you. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, and for all the listeners, uh, I'm sure you've already filled up a notepad, right, of, of really wonderful things from Dr. Meisner. Uh, we're talking to the founder, the chief visionary officer for BNI, multi-time best-selling author. Uh, Dr. Meisner, before we put a period on this show, I want to talk about your new book. I want to talk about what is sure to be another best-selling book, uh, Who's in Your Room? Before you tell us, can you what in the world does that room concept even mean? The title's got me. You hooked me. What's it about? So imagine you live your life in one room, and that that one room has only one door, and that one door is an enter-only door. So when people come into your room or into your life, they're there forever. Mm. You can never get them out. (laughs) Now, luckily, this is a metaphor, but if it were true, Chris, Titus, would you guys... Be more selective about who you let into your life. Uh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Chris, I would let Chris in, but that's <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, Chris and my wife and you; those are the only three people. <laughs> well, you know, almost everyone says, "Yeah, I would have been more selective." Sure. Well, I would argue that it's more than a metaphor, and here's why: I'd like you two guys to think of someone who's out of your life because people say to me, "Yeah, I got, you know, I can get them out of my life." Okay, I want you two to think of someone, and if you're listening, I want you to think of someone who's out of your life. But when they were in your life, they were difficult. They were either toxic, full of drama, whatever. Do you guys have have you have mm-hmm. somebody in mind? For You're sure. thinking of someone. I'm yeah. not going to make you say who it is. Okay, good. But you got someone. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. So if you're thinking of someone, and if you're getting those feelings that you had when you knew that person, they're still in your head. Mm. And if they're in your head, they're in your room. Mm. But your room is your mind. It's the people who you've let into your head throughout your life. Now, there may be some fantastic people that have changed your life in a positive way, and they have influenced your life forever. But those negative people have influenced your life also. And so what we try to do in the book is to explain that you can do a better job about who you let into your life. This this sits, by the way, a network. Who do you let into your network? Sure. Well, what you want to do is basically hire what we call the doorman. The doorman is a, a... metaphorical doorman. It's your conscious and subconscious mind. And, and you screen people out from coming into your life based on uh, what you train your doorman to look for. Well, what would that be? You've got to get good with your values. If you don't know your life values, you can't know who to allow into your life or who to say, this, this person's not, uh, this person's incongruent with my values, and so I'm not going to let them into uh, my life. Now, when I tell people, give me your top five or six values, it's like watching deer in the headlights. They, yeah. <laughs> they, they get stuck. So start with this. Start with a deal breaker. What are the deal breakers? Can you guys give me, like, w- one deal breaker each for the kind of people you don't want in your life? Sure. Um, deal breaker for me, dishonest. Mm-hmm. Dishonesty. Disloyal. Yeah, not loyal and yeah. dishonest. Okay. Yeah, so those are deal breakers. So one of the things it, 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 people can start with when they f- try to figure out their values, and, and we have some exercises in the book and, and some uh, links for downloadables, free downloadables, where you can get good with your values, but it's easy to begin with your deal breakers. Here's one that my wife and I have as a deal breaker as for, uh, for going out with other couples. One of our deal breakers is that other couple has to treat each other with love and respect. And if they don't treat each other with love and respect, then that's not a couple we want 
in our room. Mm-hmm. And so we look for that. Now, not everybody. Listen, I've been married 30 years. I haven't always been as loving as I could <laughs> or as respectful. But you, you get to know someone pretty quickly if you, you know, spend any time with them. And we look for other couples who love and respect each other. So you start with deal breakers, then determine your values, and you work with your doorman to bring people into your room that are in alignment. They don't have to be the same values, but they're not dissonant. What a wonderful concept. I mean, a great visual and a great roadmap and really just important. I mean, you know, I, Dr. Miser, we, we, we see this in corporate America. People have all these hiring practices, vetting processes yeah. in place. Um, and you're right. There, we have literally there are doormen. Uh, we don't have too many of those here in Charlotte. New York has, you know, plenty. But there, there are folks that guard doors that protect those things. And you're right. I don't know that people have strategies and the same level of standards in their personal life and their in their mindset and and so what a wonderful visual you've painted um, help us understand the impact that that it is when we just let willy-nilly everyone in I mean you said those emotions came up and you were so right what are some other things that uh, that are kicking our butt when we don't take seriously your call to action to get a doorman well you know the the the, the people in your life determine the quality of your life and so you want to take a look at the individuals who are already in your life that maybe when you understood the doorman concept, you wouldn't have let them in. Or maybe they're family members, and you don't have a lot of choice on what you can do. So one of the things you have to determine is um, you have to understand that they may be in my life, but their baggage doesn't have to be. Mm. So you have to draw a line. You have to draw a line and say, look, this, this, this isn't okay. This behavior isn't okay. Here's a great story that comes from Rick, and it's in the book. Um, his mother, when she was alive, she was very caustic, and she was very difficult. And um, so he was a good son. He called her every weekend, called her on Sunday, talked to her for an hour. But he hated those calls because she would always go on some rant and, you know, talk about people and gossip and be toxic. And so he finally, when, he, when we were working on this book, and he understood the doorman concept. He finally said to her, Mom, I love you. I love you. I want to talk to you every week. But when you start you know, talking about my brothers and sisters like that, it, it just it's, it doesn't work for me. And so if starting from now on, I'm going to say, when you get toxic, I'm going to say, Mom, I love you. i got to go. I'll talk to you next week, same time. Bye. And I'm going to hang up. He said he did that for three weeks in a row. And for the rest of her life, she never did it again. Wow. And they had wonderful conversations until the day she passed away. Uh, and so he drew a line in the sand, and his doorman guarded that that line, and said, "This, you know, you're in my life, but the baggage can stay out." Wow, wow. You know, I I've heard the statement, uh, "When the pain of staying the same is greater yeah. than the pain of change, people, unfortunately, that's when they change." What a brilliant story um, that I'm going to put into practice in my own situations. Um, but how true is that? I mean, the pain of, of continuing to let that toxicity in, uh, well, we may not realize the pain today, but, but then right. for the rest of our life, I mean, it, it continues to riddle our, our, our lives. And I tell people, um, I mean, I tell folks to grow themselves, not their business, right? Their business will grow if they grow themselves yeah. and we, we don't really take care of us. And that's why the flight attendants always have to keep telling us to put the oxygen mask on us. <laughs> Right. And, and right. so people just don't take care of themselves. And, and this book 
and the strategies and the tips you're talking about, it sounds like you're going to get folks ready to actually take care of them. And then I can't imagine what a healthier version of them is actually going to be able to accomplish. You know, that's a really good point. Uh, You know, this book is about taking care of yourself. And when you do that, you're better able to take care of others. I have a really good friend, Lisa Nichols, who's in the movie The Secret. And she says, um, you know, that she really believes in, in serving others. And her grandmother taught her to serve from the saucer, not the cup. Mm. That if you, if you live a life uh, that, that is full and that you love, your cup will be overflowing, and that you should serve from that saucer. That's and cool. I think that's such a great metaphor, and that is very much what this book is about. Well, I want to encourage and endorse every, uh, the book, and I want to encourage everybody, make sure you stop what you're doing um, and, and get the book. I mean, absolutely get the book. Who's in your room? You can get these books just about anywhere books are sold. Uh, but Dr. Meisner, where's the best place? Where do you want to send everybody as we close the show out? What's the call to action? How do they make sure they get a book for themselves that will absolutely transform their uh, their entire life, it sounds like? You can pick it up at Amazon, uh, or you can find information on it on my blog, IvanMeisner.com. Twelve years of blogs up there. Everything's free. And, of course, anyone that's interested in BNI, BNI.com, chapters all around the world. I love it. We have had one of the most amazing, smartest business leaders on the planet here on the show. Dr. Meisner, you have the most blessed rest of your day and week, and we are so grateful for you being on the program. And to everyone out there, don't you dare miss an episode, but if you do, you can get catch us right there on iTunes Podcast or team-csg.com. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here, your host for Solutions from the Huddle. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in today. And if you want to stay involved and engaged in the show, we just ask that you come back every Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. right here on ESPN Charlotte The Game 7.30. If you want to listen to the show on demand, be sure to check out ESPNCharlotte.net or team-csg.com where we podcast the show so that you can listen to it on demand. Thanks again for your support. We hope you come back.